Welcome to Crafting Into Business Podcast with your host, Talena Bacon. This podcast was created to help women start their business, grow their business, and take their business to the next level. Being a crafter and also a business coach for crafters, I have 27 years in the industry and boy, I have lots to tell. So if you're thinking about marketing, advertising your business, getting your business on social media, taking your business to the next level, trade shows, wholesale shows, getting into boutiques, there are so many platforms and venues to grow your business. So get your pen and paper and let's begin. Hello, hello, my entrepreneur crafters. Welcome back to Crafting Into Business Podcast with your business coach and crafter, Talena Bacon. Well, I'm going into episode four, but let me elaborate on episode three, where I talked about legalizing your business. It was short and sweet, basically, that you needed a business license. I talked briefly about zoning, um, my episode when it came to getting my business license, and I talked about also researching on finding your license, um, how much it's going to cost depending on where you live. These things are important when it comes to getting your business license. So hopefully you've, you've done that and you've gotten your business license. But now it's time for the fun. <laughs> so let me tell you about my two favorite legal forms for my craft business. It's my business license, of course. Yes. (laughs) Who doesn't want to have a business license? My other one is my sales tax exempt certificate. But let's elaborate on the business license first. Once you have your business license, that helps when as far as craft shows. Now, a lot of craft shows, they may not require a business license, but some do. I've done a craft show in Columbia, South Carolina, and they required a business license. It didn't require my North Carolina business license. They wanted me to have a South Carolina business license. Did I know this? No, I didn't know this at all until I actually was doing a craft show. And the sales tax lady came up to my booth. Yes, she came up to my booth. She was visiting every single booth, every single vendor, asking questions. And... She was saying, okay, um, do you have a business license? Now, picture this. You're setting up for your craft. You're trying to get everything set up on your table. You're loading things in and out. You're making sure your pricing is done. Everybody's trying to set up their thing in their booth to get everything together because you have X amount of time to get it done. Then you have this lady coming and asking, okay, where's your business license? And you know, who are you and what's the name of your business? And I'm like, okay. I gave her my name. I'm like, oh, yes. And I'm like, okay, can I help you? And she's like, well, do you have your business license? I'm like, yes, it's at home. She's like, well, I need your business license. I says, well, that's three hours away. And um, I cannot drive right now to go back and get it. I said, can I just mail it to you? So she said, no, do you have a South Carolina business license? I was like, no, I don't live in South Carolina. So I didn't think I really need one. I'm just doing a craft show. So she explained to me that you had to have a actual business license to do a craft show in South Carolina. And if I didn't have one, that I had to actually 
not do the show. Okay, I looked at her like she was out of her mind because I just traveled three hours and made up all this inventory and I'm about to make me some money, so that's not going to happen. So I'm not unpacking anything or, or going home or nothing. So I'm like, okay, since I need a business license, where's the form? I'll fill out the form and we can go from there. So she gives me the form and then tells me I'll be back to get it. Now me, I'm thinking, okay, after the show, I can always mail it to you. But she was like, no, I'll come back to get it. I was like, yeah, okay, fine. So I'm doing the craft show and I'm finishing everything. And in the middle of the craft show, now the craft show done started now. In the middle, she comes actually to my booth while there are people in my booth to ask for this form. Now, the look on my face was priceless because I was like, okay, I have people in this booth. I'm trying, you know, get sales. I'm trying to make money and you're bugging me about a, a darn form. Okay. So she gives, I give her the form and she's like, okay, it's going to cost $25. And I'm like, okay, not a problem. She wanted the money right then and there. I'm like, okay. So... I give her the money. I'm like, okay, here's the money. Where's my form? Or we'll mail it to you. I wanted to say, well, shoot, I didn't mail you my money, so why you have to mail me my form? So I was like, okay, fine. So I just wanted her out the booth because I was getting ready to come out of character, and I didn't really want to do that in front of my customers. So that's the story behind the business license. It's always good to have it if you're walking around or you're doing a craft show and, and you happen to be, even if you're visiting other places, Always have a copy in your purse because you never know. Um, I keep now my North Carolina and my South Carolina business license with me because if I travel and I, I want to get in a particular store, I have to prove that I have a business which requires your business license. And it's also needed when you want to do wholesale. When you want to buy wholesale supplies, it's good to have your business license because that's one of the key things that they ask for. To, say, to show that you're in business. Besides, sometimes they ask for a voided check with your business name on it. Sometimes they don't. It depends upon whichever company you're using to get your supplies. So it's always good to have the business license. The other one is your sales tax exempt form. I use that for Michaels, AC Moore, Joann's, and a few other places because then I don't have to pay a sales tax. That means I can go in, buy everything that I need, use my coupon, and still not pay a tax for it. Of course, there are certain rules for each craft store. Um, my biggest one is um, AC Moore. They give you a little card. At least they used to give you this little card um, that you showed to show that you um, don't have to pay taxes whenever you buy stuff from them. So those are my two best legal forms when it comes to running a business. Sometimes having a business is a little nerve-wracking because you got to worry about this form and that form but those two are very important forms and be mindful that if you do get once you get your business license you have to pay a certain tax now when it comes to the certain tax I pay according to the month and I'm trying to get this correct when I pay my taxes in South Carolina, I pay according to when I do the craft show. So if I do the craft show, let's say three times out of the month, I have to file three times. No, I'm sorry. Three times out of the year. 
I have to file three times out of the year to those people to pay for the tax. Remember, whenever you're doing a craft show, do ask for the sales tax. Your customers expect you to tax your items because that money can go towards the tax people so they're not knocking on your door later on. And if anything, pay them on time because if not, they will charge you a fee. Trust and believe. I forgot to send them my form because after the crap show, you got X amount of time, but you got to actually send in this form to say how much money you've made. So I'm like, okay, I'll get to it. After a crap show, you're exhausted. You're not really thinking about taxing and all that information. You're thinking of your next crap show, um, what you need to make, what you've made so far. I mean, that's your mindset after usually a crap show. So of course I was late. Now, once I figured out how much I owed, I owed them, let's say, $35. And I'm like, okay, I owe them $35. I'm, you know, I'll mail it out. Before I was able to actually take the envelope to the mailbox, they sent me another notice saying I owed them $500 something dollars. I said, $500 what? I looked at the phone, I'm like, they're out of their, they're out of their mind. I'm going to pay you $500 bucks for what? I was like, no. So, needless to say, I took that piece of paper, ripped it up, sent them my $35, and be like, either you take the money or you or you give it back. One or the other. What else can you do? So, needless to say, pay on time so you don't have to go through that, and it won't be nerve-wracking, and you won't have that um, thought of, you want to kick somebody's behind, you know what I mean? <laughs> but when it comes to running with the legal forms and everything, once you've gotten past all that, everything else is smooth sailing. Well, not completely. There's some little ups and downs in between with other crafters, but that's another story. Get those two legal forms. They're going to be the best forms you ever have. And they come in handy. I have, I can say at least maybe eight different wholesale stores that I shop for wholesale. And as long as I show them my business license or even my sales tax exempt, I'm good. And I'm saving me money. And that's what it's all about. Saving money. Because how else are we going to run a business if we don't save money? Well, that's the end of this episode. So I'll see you next episode. Keep on crafting. That concludes this episode for Crafting Into Business Podcast. Please join me again in future episodes. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you can listen in on whenever I do another episode. Thank you again and have a great day. Keep on crafting.